Hi, this is Doug Cross, and I would like to welcome all the new HMA consultants to the uh, HMA system. Uh, you're going to have a tremendous experience, have a lot of fun, and make a lot of money. Tell the story how you first got involved with all this. Yeah, um, well, I, I used to... Uh, you know, travel a lot with my consulting company. I remember it was probably about 89 and 90. I was on my way to Toronto. I stopped in the, in the Salt Lake City Airport and picked up a little business publication. I don't even recall now what it was for sure, but uh, some kind of little business newspaper. And I was sitting on the plane reading that. And and in the paper, I, I saw an ad from this guy who was uh, who was doing some kind of marketing consulting stuff and said that he would uh, work on contingency and said that for every dollar generate for me, then he'd, he'd only keep 25 cents of it. And I thought, well, you know, that, that's kind of an interesting concept because I had been uh, doing a similar type thing, uh, you know, in my consulting practice with uh, a lot of the clients I was working with. And so I thought, well, you know, I'll just, you know, when I get back to Utah, I'll give this guy a call. And, or actually, well, I said, when I get to on the ground, I'll give this guy a call because I remember I called him from Canada introduced myself and said, hey, you know, we're kind of doing a, a similar type thing here. Why don't we get together when uh, when I get back in town? What were you doing at that time? Was this your own consulting business? I had been consulting radio stations for, oh gosh, at that point, probably about uh, six years. Doing consulting? Were you in the radio business or worked around it or what? When I got out of school, I teamed up with a couple of other guys and we bought a little radio station down in uh, a small town in New Mexico. It's called Alamogordo, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Bought a little station there, turned it around, had a lot of success. We sold it in 84, and, and then uh, I just kind of had other broadcasters come to me and people saying, gee, you know, what, what did you guys do there? And could you come teach us? And so I, I just started working with other radio stations, and, you know, before you know it, I was traveling all over the place, training stations and teaching them what we had done at our station. What really happened for me is when I met Richard and started integrating some of his concepts into what I was doing to market myself and market my own practice, that's when things really took off. The first year that I really integrated some of his principles, I, I remember the first year that I did that, my, my income increased by about 600%. I mean, it was, it was just phenomenal. And uh, basically, it, it came as a result of doing doing three things. One was really defining what my unique selling proposition was. Secondly, providing a risk-free guarantee. And thirdly, really narrowing down my, my target market and focusing on the right segment of the market. So Let's go back to your at the airport. You call Richard. You say, let's get together. And then what happened? I didn't get back to uh, Salt Lake for about two weeks. When I did get back a couple of weeks later, I gave him a call, and, uh, you know, he came down to my office, and, and we met. He started talking to me about some of his ideas and some of the different things he, he was doing, and uh, I just kind of went from there. Once the, you knew the HMA marketing system was pretty much gelled, and had you used this with some of your clients, integrated the uh, system or the marketing system with some of your radio stations or some of your consulting clients? Yeah, absolutely. Not only did I use it to market my own practice, which saw dramatic results from that, but I integrated a lot of the, the principles of the HMA system into what I was teaching my radio station clients and teaching their salespeople how to do as well and working with the radio station clients.
client. With your radio station clients, before you were exposed to this, were you doing contingency or were you doing were you doing it per project? How would you charge and what challenges did you have before you met up with Richard and learned these ideas? I was really doing a lot of different things and you know, none of it I could say was, was really totally focused. I was doing some contingency stuff, I was doing some for project stuff, I was just trying to figure out the best niche or the best way to make it work. And and uh, after meeting with Richard and, and learning about the power of, of the HMA system, I, I made a determination that, that what I needed to do was really focus on the contingency-based clients, you know, really make it a win-win situation. And once I did that, I mean, things just exploded and really took off. And they made a lot of money, and I made a lot of money, and you know, everybody was pretty happy. So sometimes contingencies can can work for you. Sometimes they can be risky, but using contingency with the HMA system did work for you. It worked extremely well, but you're exactly right when you say it has to be the right situation. I mean, it has to be a in a situation where, where you have the control to be able to know exactly what the results of your efforts are and then be able to get paid from that. So it's not going to work in every situation, but what I did and the way I used it, it did work extremely well. Tell me about the opportunity analysis. You know, when I looked at the system, I thought, I think that thing is fantastic. How did you use the opportunity analysis in getting clients? Did you do any cold prospecting, meeting with clients, taking them through the opportunity analysis to generate clients? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did that, uh, did that a lot. You know, the real power of that is that what it helps to do is help to identify areas within any business, whether it's a radio station or, or anything else for that matter. It helps to really identify what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and, you know, some of those assets that could be deployed in a much more profitable way and could be leveraged to generate a lot more business. And once you take a client through that, it really opens their eyes to the fact that, you know, I could be making a lot more money. I could be doing things, you know, I could do things a little bit differently, not really have to spend any more money doing it, but just by redeploying some of the assets in, in some different ways, it could really, uh, you know, mean a lot more uh, a lot more sales and a lot more profitability. Would you ever charge for the opportunity analysis, or would you always do it free? Did you ever play around with that? Yeah, I, I, I did, and... and uh, I, I still do, you know, with some of the things that I do. I, I do, in fact, charge for that. How do you set that up? How would you structure that for a charge? At what point, when you first talk to them, how would you position yourself to charge for the meeting, the opportunity analysis, rather than do it for free? Well, I position it as a marketing audit. I would use the as a door opener to get in to do other things. But clients would be oftentimes willing to pay just to find out do I have hidden marketing assets? Do I have things that I could do that, uh, you know, maybe I could be more effective with? Mm-hmm. And, and essentially that's what the purpose of the marketing audit is, is to help identify those hidden marketing assets. And then we just brainstorm with them a little bit on the, how they could use that more effectively. Once you do that, their eyes are kind of opened up and they see, hmm, yeah, maybe maybe this, uh, you know, I should go further and, and uh, you know, take it to the next step. But, yeah, in and of itself, it's a valuable tool just to, uh, you know, help a, a business owner to see where they could maybe be doing uh, doing things more effectively. You know, I get a lot of questions from people, and it's a credibility question. People feel like they don't have uh, marketing experience. And what I tell them is that the credibility issue is almost a non-issue because once you take someone through the opportunity analysis and they see where the money is, you've established your credibility.
equity, and they don't care who you are. They want what they see that they're losing out. What would you tell someone who maybe doesn't have a lot of consulting experience, maybe doesn't have a, a lot of confidence when it comes to the credibility issue? What would you advise someone who's thinking about coming into this about that situation? Well, that, that's a great question because I, you know, I've worked with many, many people that are in that situation. Just tell them, hey, you know, follow the process and use the system because just doing that in and of itself leapfrogs you so far ahead of other people out there that are so-called consulting or marketing experts. There's not even any comparison. And you're right. Once you sit down with a client, you take them through the, the opportunity analysis, start pointing out the hidden assets, you start showing them ways to redeploy that in, in a more effective way, credibility becomes a non-issue. And, and the reason why is because what you're really focusing on, and this is, this is critical, to really overcome that, that lack of credibility or lack of experience, you have to take the focus off of you and put the focus on the system and their business. The system itself has tremendous credibility and tremendous impact, but, but you have to, to focus on that and focus on their business, not focus on you. And uh, if you do that, it becomes a non-issue. How about this? Another question I keep getting is, People listen about the system, and they understand what it is. I mean, intimately, they, they go through all the steps, and they believe that they don't have the talent to actually follow through, to deliver on the system. Getting a client, there's confidence in that because they've got the opportunity analysis and the training. They believe they can get a client. But what would you say to someone considering it question of, am I really going to be able to learn how to do a USP? Am I really going to be able to learn how to write an ad and follow through? Do I need to know how to do all of these things to make results for a small business? What would you say to that? Well, I'd say that's the beauty of the system because it's a step-by-step process. It's like a formula, like a recipe. You know, you just if you just follow the steps, you'll be able to do that. Yeah, if I, if I went to somebody just off the street and said, you know, hey, go find a USP for that business, well, they, they'd have no idea where to even start or begin to even think about that. But with the system, it's a very methodical step-by-step approach. Step one, do this. Step two, do that. By the time you take them through the four steps of that project, the answer becomes fairly apparent. And so it, it's not that you have to have a great deal of expertise in marketing or be real creative for that matter. You just have to follow the system and follow the steps. It pretty much becomes self-evident. As far as the USP, a lot of businesses want to see quick results. And establishing the USP is the first step in the system, but not necessarily is going to bring a lot of quick results. What would you say to a consultant why the USP is so important, why it's positioned first? Because it forms the foundation of everything else that you do. Once you have identified that USP, then that is integrated then into all the other steps in the marketing system, and it it really forms the foundation of everything else you do. So just by saying, okay, boom, here's our USP, you're right, that's not in and of itself going to generate a lot of results, but it's through integrating that into the other things that you're going to be doing that generates the results. All right, so when a business owner says, okay, we're going to do this USP, but when am I going to see some quick results? When it, you know, you want to be able to perform and show some quick uh, results for the business, right? Right. How, what would you say to the small business to not pacify them, but to explain to them and educate that the USP isn't going to be a quick result system, but the quick results can come? Typically, you know, the, the quick results come in step two when you take a look at 
their current marketing and looking at how you can you can leverage that and make it more effective. You know, for example, if they're already paying for an ad in the newspaper or on the radio or on TV, for example, they're already paying for that. If they're getting, you know, every time they run that ad, if they're getting uh, five people through the door, if you can just simply by integrating the USP and, and doing a few other things that are going to make that ad more effective, instead of bringing in five people through the door, it brings in 20, then, you know, right off the bat, you've, you've seen some, some pretty significant results. Once you got comfortable with the system, how much time are you realistically working with the client? I know we talk about each step takes about a month, but you and I both know it doesn't take a month to perform a USB. So how would you categorize that and explain that to a potential consultant, how much time he's going to be investing with an ideal business to work with? Each step is designed to be implemented as you, over a period of a month, but that doesn't mean you're going to be working exclusively on that for, for the month. I mean, typically... Uh, for example, in the USP step, there's four steps or four things that you'll do in that particular project. You'll do one typically, one step every week, and you may spend, you know, a couple of hours a week, you know, working on that particular step of the system. You're taking a four-week period to complete the whole project, but you might have five, six, eight of those going on at the same time. What would you say is your threshold that you could work with X amount of clients each month? Well, you know, it's really kind of subjective because it depends on, on really what, what it is you're doing with each one. But, I mean, realistically, a person could probably work with, you know, 10, 12 clients at a time. No, I've done that, but sometimes maybe you'll have a, a few more, sometimes a few less, just depending on, on the, the, how in-depth you're working with each one. Can you give me a couple case studies just from your experience over the years of, of how you've implemented this system, just maybe one or two things that stick out in your mind, how powerful the system performed for a client? I guess probably the best example is how I used it in my own consulting practice. That was, you know, was dramatic results there. Uh, another company that I, I worked with, which was actually in the, uh, in the employee leasing business, uh, you know, I worked with them over a period of about 18 months, and we implemented virtually every every part of the system. Virtually every step was was, was implemented in some way. Yeah. And uh, you know we took that company in a period of about 18 months from 25 million dollars in sales to over 100 million dollars in sales in, in just a little over a year and a half. Well, now were you a, was that did you set that up contingency or was that a project? It was a combination of both. There was some contingency stuff and and project stuff as well. So that worked out good. Yeah, it worked out real well. <laughs> worked out real well for everybody. What would you say is the is the key to being successful with this uh, HMA marketing system? What would you tell anybody that you're going to realistically need to do if you realistically want to have some success in this business? And don't sugarcoat it. Give them the real world since you're in the real world. you got to make the call. <laughs> you know, you, you have to get out in front of people. You have to get out and see people. You have to... Uh, you have to, you know, prospect and sell. I mean, it's like, like anything. I mean, you can have, like you have with the HMA system, you have a, a great product and a great service to, to offer to people. But if you don't get out there and, and tell anybody and, and, you know, get out there and make the sale and get people doing it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have any success at all. So, you know, bottom line, you just have to get up and go out and, and make the calls and start prospecting and, and close deals to get people, uh, to get people working. And what do you like about the consulting business? You've been in it a long time now. How many years? Well, I've you know been in it pretty much since uh, since I got out of the radio station, which was in '84. So 
over 20 years now. You know, it just gives you a, a lot of freedom. I mean, you can do really whatever you want. You can work when you want, work how you want. That doesn't mean, though, that you, you don't work at all. I mean, you've got to work hard, and it's like anything. You really have to put in the time and, and make it work for you. Is it fulfilling? It's, it's, and that's the other thing. It's fulfilling. You, know, you can see a lot of results. You, you know, you're helping people. You have people that uh, come to you and, and uh, are really thankful for what you were able to help them do. It can be very fulfilling in, in that way as well. And, of course, financially, it can be very lucrative. You know, you can make a lot of money. Was there some success with some of the consultants you brought through? I know you all brought through about 100. And... It was over 100. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of people that, uh, that went through that. Through, and a lot of them have had, uh, you know, some pretty pretty tremendous success. I, I suppose you know that uh, the Y2 guys, they, they got started coming to our class. You know that, right? Well, Ed Earl, who is the president of Y2 Marketing, he was uh, one of the first people to come to our to our program back in '95. Uh, he came through your system. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he sure did. His partner Rich Harshaw did not, but uh, Ed Earl did. Yeah, he was one of the first first to come through. So you guys trained him, or did he do a home study? The videos in the in the he came to, he came to the in class training. Here's another bonus tip from Michael Sinoff, HardToFindSeminars.com. And it's a collection of recordings on marketing consulting. I had met a gentleman named Richard who was one of the world's best marketing consultants. And I have 12 hours of audio interviews all on the subject of marketing consulting. We also have downloads to over 23 reports on the subject of marketing. In this section of recordings, you will find a multitude of ideas that will give you very valuable ideas on how to build and grow your business and also how to teach others how to grow their business with simple, no-cost, low-cost techniques. If you go back to hardtofindseminars.com to the main page, you'll see across the top in white, Consulting Services. If you click on that page, there's a form that will take you into a private secret section of my site I've set up just for you with all these recordings. All you have to do is fill out your name and your information and you'll be whisked away to Consulting Secrets where we have thousands of dollars worth of free downloadable audio recordings in MP3 and Flash. Also the written printed transcripts and PDF that you can start learning from starting today. This information is hot. So get on over to hardtofindseminars.com. Check out Consulting Secrets.